Another episode, another classic joke. That was, man, that, was, that one made me think. That was, that was great. That was a thinker. It was a good one. Uh, uh, how, how you doing, Simon Gibson? Oh, pretty good, MK Paulson. What the hell is this? Oh, this is Roommates for Life, America's premier adult triple X rated podcast for sads. I'm sorry, just adult poor sad podcast. Listen, I used to get upset when you would, uh, you know, have have people led to believe that this was a pornographic uh, <laughs> podcast. Truly, I don't care. I'm trying to get the listeners. We need them. We need them. We need them. For those of you listening, we've always said that this is America's premier adult poor sad podcast, but we realized it started to sound like porn. So yeah. I'm embracing it. Run to the unknown. That's what I always say. I'm leaning into it. I'm leaning into <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Simon, <laughs> uh, uh, and you're coming to us from a very special location today. I am. I'm coming to you live from uh, my, my room. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, okay, so big news. <laughs> the thing. I mean, as you guys all know, our guests our guests don't know this, but uh, for the last four months, I have uh, been quarantined with my lovely girlfriend at her parents' house in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, bragging. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you like eating at restaurants that donate to Trump, Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> uh, horrible place. No, um... But I'm back here because I am, you know, as if you guys subscribe to our Patreon, you will know. Uh, but I'll tell you, I am moving out. Uh, so this podcast is over. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, so I'm back here moving all my, packing all my stuff and, uh, you know, reconnecting with MK. Uh, we'll always be roommates for life. We're roommates. We're spiritual roommates for life, and we are going to keep the podcast going, if only uh, so I can make Simon come back and visit more often. Yeah, so that you can continue to ride my short little coattails. <laughs> Your non-existent coattails, yeah. all the way to hell. <laughs> you know, somebody's got uh, somebody's got a TV show on USA Network. You know, so maybe Stop bragging. Yeah. Show some goddamn respect. Fame has changed you, Simon. I'm going to say yeah, it. Fame really has changed has. It really has. Well, uh, couldn't come soon enough, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of here. Get you out of here. But you know who we do need to bring in? And that's our amazing guest today. And we got some great guests. We got some great guests. Boy, howdy, am I super duper excited. That sounded lame the way I said that. But um, I am very excited for these amazing guests today. Coming to the stage first, this gentleman, I don't know if you guys know, there's a new show out on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate, hosted by Baron Vaughn. We have the executive producer and the showrunner. Put your hands together for the incredible T.J. Chambers! Oh. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. A, a little known, a boy howdy is actually in my rider as an intro. Okay, good. only be brought up to a boy howdy, so... <laughs> Yeah, Boy, howdy. You had no choice. It was really out of your hands. The, the, yeah. the quaintness was uh, was not your option. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's so great Thanks. to have you. Well, it's not just TJ that we have today. We also have, uh, from The Great Debate on Sci-Fi, one of the amazing writers on this show. You can also check out Honest Trailers. Uh, make some noise right now for the incredible Danielle Radford. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks Thumbs up. No, but like, thank you for I, I just get shy. 
Yeah, no, we're so honored to have you both here. Happy belated 4th of uh, July. Did y'all do anything fun for the holiday? Or? I literally, uh, uh, I, I am fostering a cat who is the neediest cat in the world. Uh, so I just uh, uh, cuddled that cat while uh, everything around me exploded. Yeah, I saw an actual, no, there's no joke, people don't, there were 15 other witnesses, actual bald eagle. So I was oh, dude. And a bald eagle flew not more than 30, 40 feet. I'm right going to say it. There. Get a toupee on those guys. <laughs> I no. don't want to see that. <laughs> he might have been on his way to a Bosley appointment. I did hear him sort of screech, give me the piven, and then he was gone. So uh, That makes sense. Well, yeah. I'm going cool. to take a guess, though. You did not spend uh, 4th of July in Los Angeles. No, yes. This was this was Idaho, northern Idaho. So, uh, yeah. There's that, that, that's that's from, from whence they roam, I assume. I mean, I'm sure at least one made it to L.A. just to, like, try to do some auditions. Yeah, maybe, yeah. one know. or two. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me, TJ, in Idaho, in northern Idaho, do they call that the panhandle up there? Because, yeah. okay. That's up it's, in, not, it's not a big area, but it's big it, in beauty, probably. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't feel the border on either side of you when you're just kind of on a lake. Like, they're right. there. It's a panhandle. But, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's damn near Canada. So, which also, for that matter, maybe people with <laughs> Sorry, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so I'm very much like, it's not, who, Idaho has very lovely people, I'm sure, but every time I think of Idaho, I'm very much like, oh, that's where we don't drive at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've only been to Idaho one time, and it was, it was for a comedy festival, and I enjoyed it, but was surprised that Boise was as progressive as it is. Well, and there are plenty of progressive places, but it's just like like there are, in, and I'm from Seattle, in Washington, there are places you don't drive at night. In oh, Oregon, sure. there are, and people don't know that. It's like, a, 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 there are like weirdo yeah. sundown towns where I'm like, oh, I, I, I simply will not, oh God, there is a, uh, which we actually kind of make a joke of. There is this I-5 classic billboard um, that a dude bought, and we all call it the racist billboard. Um, because when you're driving down to Oregon, there is this billboard uh, that, that has um, the dumbest, most awful drawing um, of, uh, of uh, uh, U.S. Sam on there. And it's always things that are like, check the birth certificate. Or uh, uh, why do we, we let King County do all, all this stuff for us? Which King County is where a lot of the black people are. And it is the race. And I haven't checked it lately. Um, I'm sure if I could guess, it would be like uh, COVID-19 is Barack Obama, Will Smith black people words like it's not none of it ever makes sense i will update um, you if i drive by it on my way on my way back in. please yeah. do yeah. i can't please. wait to see that uh in a new portlandia sketch uh, <laughs> yeah okay it's 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 closer to, yeah it's closer to century I'm gonna yeah, say, like, yeah it's uh we need to get that down like some confederate monuments if you're asking me i think well he owns it. it like the dude bought it because but He's probably know. trying to collect those monuments. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. If anyone would like to make some quickie cash uh, and you want to both take down a Confederate mo uh, a monument, but also maybe make $300, just go right on ahead and, and, and go <laughs> and buy that owns the racist billboard on I-5. <laughs> nice. uh, he will buy them for you, uh, uh, even though they're all made of junk metal and that's why they crumple so easily. 
Well, you guys know me. I'm a big junk metal head. So <laughs> also, also, also as somebody, sorry, but you know, as somebody who was born and raised in Portland, I have to concur with all the horrible things that Danielle is saying. <laughs> uh, the Pacific Northwest is, uh, you know, the Seattle, Portland, maybe you throw in Eugene there if you're feeling whatever, but overall, Precious, yeah. Overall, it might as well be just their state bird should be the guy playing the banjo from Deliverance. It is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, well, it's a good, a good, a good summary of the Put Pacific Put a bird on it. <laughs> but the bird is racist. Scott, I can't wait to move back. No. <laughs> <laughs> did it. Uh, so are are you moving? To, you're not moving to Rancho Cucamonga. You're not headed to the Kooks permanently. No, no. I well, actually, we. So you know, unfortunately, uh, with you know COVID and uh, you know the housing market crash or whatever, it's a great time to find an apartment. So, uh, so we found one in kind of like the old part of Hollywood. So it's like kind of like Franklin and Highland area. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. After we're done with the show, I'm going to probably hit you up about that because I'm paying way too much for an apartment. Um, speaking of roommates and apartments, um, my apartment, they definitely raised my rent thinking that we were going to be the next neighborhood to be gentrified. And then, then COVID happened. Um, <laughs> and like, we don't, uh, uh, I don't have a laundry mat. Um, and in fact, I often don't have water because when they open up the laundry facility in my building, um, the pipes wind up clogging up and then um, bursting and leaking directly into my bathtub. Oh. <laughs> oh. And it's trash. Uh, I, uh, well, at least you can wash your clothes and, you know, take a shower too. So it's like... <laughs> shower, um, yeah. You never take one of those clothes shower. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 so, uh, yeah, 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 it's, uh, it is the dirt worst. Uh, so I will be asking you guys for, yeah. uh, places, uh, and so ideas. are you new to LA, Danielle, or have you been here for a while? I've been here for, oh gosh, so this is 2020. I have been here for six years now. Okay, um, cool. I moved here Valentine's Day of 2014, um, because I was a sad baby. <laughs> and I was like, uh, my, my relationship failed. I'll move on Valentine's Day. I'll make everything okay. And then I moved in um, with uh, uh, two boys who were very sweet comedians um, who also liked the same thing I did, which was uh, uh, cheap beer and wrestling. Um, and Who so doesn't moved- love cheap beer? <laughs> Certainly in the comedian world, it binds us it together. It binds us together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a wrestling guy. Simon, are you a wrestling guy? Well, I am now because I'm in a show with a wrestler. So, yeah, I love Oh, that's right. The Miz, right? I love this stuff. Yeah. Um, can't get enough. But, yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, <laughs> can't get enough of this stuff. I did it in my veins, you know. Uh, but when I was a kid, yeah, for sure, it was all, I mean, all about. I think I, I, think I was a kid, like, kind of right after the, the Hulk Hogan so my thing was like the Undertaker and like Brett the Hitman Hart and all that kind of stuff. But I remember uh, the WWF arcade game. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. It's like three moves that you can do. It's just two buttons that you press and 
And uh, yeah, it was one of my favorite I things. Think there's a strong Venn diagram between comedians and wrestling fans. It's weird. And I, I feel like it's because it's, it's sports and it seems spontaneous, but it's planned out, sort of like stand-up. Yeah. You're like, oh, that guy's making it up off the top of his head. You're like, no, that's very specifically planned. And I think <laughs> that comedian's a little more... No, that's ten, that's 10 years of Juilliard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and lots of like flips and like weird stuff. But also I do, I will say, I appreciate that every time I tell someone that I'm into wrestling, they're always like, yeah, I liked that when I was a child. I like that when I was five. <laughs> have, have, you, have you heard of being a child? Because that's uh, what I like that thing yeah, that yeah. you actively liked right now. And that's, yeah. the, that's the exact, and that's the correlation yeah. of when I last uh, enjoyed stand-up. When uh, you... Uh, <laughs> Also, Daniel, I like that now you write for a TV show where your job is to basically write Batman puns. So uh, it's full circle. Yeah. I can't. I, I, when I was a child, I, I keep trying to explain what my job is to my grandma. Uh, she is from post-war Germany. She will never get it. It's just, it's just never going to happen. Simply. Wait, you write? You make people laugh? What? What's this like? Um, um. Shatsi, uh, uh, there is laughter, and also uh, uh, I, you, you, you do not farm the carrots or the tomatoes. I'm like, no, Oma, I just like, <laughs> go go to a building, and they're like, here's lunch, uh, uh, and and then you get to just talk about Batman all day. And she's like, I don't understand, Shatsi, but I'm happy you're happy. Do you like so? Does your grandma still live in Germany, or is she here? No, she's here. Um, my Oma uh, lives with my parents in Seattle. Uh, but yeah, okay. I, I try to explain my. And she's also white, so there's a lot of things I have to explain to my Oma. Yeah. Um, I try to explain <laughs> my job to her, and she's very much like, "Chancellor, as long as you're happy." Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny though? It's like uh, you know, you you work so hard, and like in in this community, you know, it's like everything's such a big deal. And then when you tell, you know, if you get something and you tell your friends and family, it's like, oh, I, I'm in the Bridgetown comedy. <laughs> they so, don't care. What is that? <laughs> I, told, I told my friends and family uh, who live in Portland. <laughs> and they had no idea what that was. They were like, what? It's like someone, Bridgetown. It's like the name someone of Someone had a great, it might have been Lisa Best or someone that literally just trying to explain like booking a spot on the meltdown and it <laughs> being like, well, so how much does it pay? You're like, it doesn't pay anything, but you don't get it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so it must be like, you know, a big venue or something. No, it's a comic book yeah. shop. Jesus. You don't get it. Right. There is a cricket that lives there permanently. <laughs> I was a producer uh, for a couple years on dancing with the stars. And like, that was the only thing that I could make anyone anywhere else understand. Yeah, it was just. There like, are stars, yeah. and you dance. With them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. "Oh, that's on TV." I'm like, "Fourteen <laughs> other shows I've done, but I guess you don't watch the Fuse channel." I, I have for years wanted to do an episode. I wanted to do a sketch, and maybe you can help me with this, TJ. It's it's Dancing with the Stars, but Ted Danson's on it, and it's just <gasps> Ted Danson with the stars. That was it's just partner, he's, yes. he's just more progressively tired. It's like the fourth. Yeah, season, exactly. Right? He has to I'm dance so with everybody. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I've been dancing for forty eight hours. 
<laughs> you know, you, you get him dancing for 72 hours, and that is how old he yeah. is, and he yeah. can't do it anymore. I don't mean to put the squash and, and put on my producer hat and say that it's talent-dependent, but I think you're going to need to get Ted dancing on board. Yeah, we're going to have to see what kind of deal we can stir up to get yeah. Dancy, dancing. Dancy dancing on board. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ted dancing. <laughs> You guys all get the shared world of this sketch, right? Anyway, me, Ted Danson. <laughs> anyway, so uh, a good place. Great show. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. So I want to hear about the new show. Tell us all about it. Are you guys, it's on right now. People can watch it on Sci-Fi. Baron Vaughn's the host. And y'all did an amazing job writing and putting it together. Yeah, we're, we, uh, we're, uh, three, just about coming up on halfway through our run. Yes. We're Thursday nights at 11 on Sci-Fi. And The Great Debate is a comedy panel show where Baron and every episode, a different set of four uh, comedians, writers, sort of nerd, luminary, celebrity fans. Yeah, I saw it. A you, guys of some, topics. you guys have had some great guests, too, on there. I saw, like, Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's like, really bad. we have been so blessed to have so many great, and we have like more, like we have like the whole critical role cast for an episode. Like, uh, uh, we have so many great guests. We are very like blessed. Um, it helped a lot. We leaned into the, you know, with with my background, with the writing staff being Danielle and Ify Nwadiwe and Andy Wood of the aforementioned Bridgetown Comedy Festival and, and Baron hosting. It was real easy for us to lean into. Um, the, the comedy world. So, you know, we, yeah, we've yeah. got Jonah Ray and we've got Lauren and we've got uh, Matt Kirshen and, and sort of those people who come out of, you know, Reggie Watts uh, who come out of oh, our so world cool. and, and are the, you know, it turns out it's a, it, the show came out of a live panel that Sci-Fi has done it at uh, San Diego and New York Comic Cons for a few years that I've produced. And I sort of was able to gradually convince them that like, Hey, guess who's the best at saying things on stage in like a succinct and funny way, it's comedians, and and they were really respectful <laughs> to that. So. Like, and, and most comedians, in the same way that we joke about how a lot of comedians are are uh, fans of wrestling, way more of us are nerds, man. Oh, uh, we I... love comic books and 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 sci-fi and genre. Um, it's a huge thing with Every us. Every time so. I bring up Star Trek on this podcast, Simon wants to punch me. What are you? Doing? Oh, I've worked with Simon before. Uh, and that's not true. But that's Simon not does, true at all. That is not I, true. I grew that's up more, with a huge Trekkie. That's you, more you, me, you, my insecurity about how much I bring it up myself. It is Just your trying. insecurity. And thank you, because now <laughs> I have my confrontation for later. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a, and we can maybe we, we can do it. We have a debate topic uh, that we do from time to time in the live version, which is what uh, comic book character would be the worst roommate. Oh, so you guys! If you guys want to each take a side and uh, and pick someone and, and argue it out a little bit, and then Danielle can arbitrate. We can totally yeah. do that. Hell yeah, man. Mm. I, I feel like it would have to be one that at least like kind of doesn't have control over their powers. Because mm. that's when they're just like wrecking shit, right? The Hulk yeah. comes up a lot. Mm. The Hulk comes, yeah, the Hulk would be bad. <clears throat> I also weirdly think Rogue from the X-Men. I guess okay. she's very nice, but there's something like... Tell me more. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't share anything with yeah. him. Uh, you can't share. You can't touch. Yeah. Not that Simon and I. <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Touching a big part of roommateness for you guys. That, well, it is Tuesday. 
it is it is uh touch, touch tuesday yeah, yeah. Touch, tuesday. Tuesday. touch and tuesday it's a big day for us here at chateau and cake simon yeah <laughs> chateau middlebury yeah yeah Touch Simon, what do you what do you think? Do you have any? Who would be a bad roommate, superhero wise? You know, I mean, I just I just watched uh, Spider Man Far From Home mm. last night, and let me tell you this, okay? I personally used to uh, make fun of Jake Gyllenhaal quite a bit <laughs> in my act. I have a whole I have a whole bit about him because uh, I used to I was a barista for a long time and. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal came into my work one time and asked for, <laughs> and asked for a bone dry cappuccino, and he like and it, and his fingers got like this close to my finger. Bone dry, uh, and I've been doing a bit about it. It's like a twelve to fifteen minute bit. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a man, a, a man after my own heart. Give yeah. me twelve minutes to talk about nothing. Just relentless, okay. <laughs> and uh, and you know, after seeing that, uh, you know, he's great. He's fu- he was funny. He was, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know, there's some nice twists and turns. But honestly, uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm just going to go with what I saw last night. I'm going to say Spider Man. You think he'd be a bad roommate? Yeah, he'd be a bad roommate, especially the one from these new movies. Yeah, Tom. Tom, what's his name? I've seen him in real life when I worked at Sony. Yeah, is he is he like ninety pounds and three feet tall? He seems like I mean, the smallest guy in the world. I I am a big and that's from, uh, ogre that's compared from me. to him. Yeah, that's coming from me. Uh, you know, a tiny bridge troll. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have that measured myself. I know I am not as tall as TJ. I think I think I think I think Rogue would be a bad roommate, not necessarily because she can't touch people, but just like, especially in those early, or I guess I don't even know if it was early X Men, but she was just so like brooding and sad about not oh, being it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to live with like a sad person <laughs> that like sits in their rooms like I have to put these gloves on because I can't touch yeah. anybody. And that being said that slight like uh Louisiana South thing going on feels like she's just making sweet cheese all the time. That yeah. Chris Claremont thing, I, I think we have to like we we can't count it because it's so terrible. Because it's just her calling people sugar all day and oh, then sugar. Oh sugar. Oh, like sugar. and then you know a uh, 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 gambit calling people share all day. <laughs> it's just yeah. not could I have a Splenda sugar? Uh, sugar. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun to start calling people Splenda instead of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Splenda? Not quite sugar. <laughs> Pretty Hello, good. Splenda. <laughs> Pretty good. How about you, Stevia? Okay. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Sweet baby Stevia. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but I will say, I will say Spider-Man uh, because uh, in these new movies, he, first of all, what am I doing living with a 16-year-old kid, okay? What's going broke, on with me? Who's notably <laughs> broke, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just like his whole thing of just like, why do superheroes... Here's my problem with all with most superheroes who have a secret identity, is they just is they just are constantly lying to the people that they love the most all the time. <laughs> that shit is so you know problematic to me. <laughs> it's like you're you. It's like oh why do you lie? Because I care about you. That's gaslighting. Okay, don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck with me, Peter. <laughs> right, that's a good point. It's kind of a thing where you can sort of skirt your responsibilities on like the chore chart because you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you wrote that the dishes are for Peter. I am Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Therefore. Sorry. <laughs> if I run across Peter Parker, I'll ask him to do the dishes. But that's I'll not me. Him. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do the dishes. I, uh, you know, I had to battle the four elementals. You know? Also, I think you are. Uh, I think you're obligated to make date nut bread if you live with uh, Peter Parker, and that's just not fair. No, no, I got a tree nut allergy, or like slapjacks <laughs> or something. Yeah, wheat cakes, not good. Now that I think about, it, I think living with a lot of superheroes would be hard. They always, they always end up losing a loved one. Yeah, oh, they're always sad about something or brooding. Wolverine is just cigar. Oh, Wolverine would be so up. bad. He just like, yeah. also. Well, what, the great thing about living in LA is that when you move to LA, um, you don't know if your apartment has a refrigerator or not, and uh, very often the significant others of superheroes wind up dead in refrigerators. Oh, it's just yeah. a thing. Wow. Um, so luckily, at least living here, like you won't have a fridge. Where will yeah. you end up dead? Well, that's an argument for Iceman as a positive roommate situation. <laughs> uh, who would you, who would you guys pick? Do you have any thoughts on it, or do you want to just let uh, uh, judge ours and tell us whose you think is better or worse? I, I, I want to judge. I want to judge yours. I think. Yeah. Uh, so I think I have to. The last kind of plug of the show is um, Danielle. You'll know is is a writer for it, but if you watch the show. Is also the voice of our ship's computer kind of uh, co-host. Oh, so that's so cool. Is, that's awesome. He is DB8, the Andy Richter to Baron's Baron. Uh, <laughs> role. So, uh, you know, we kind of have our way in and deliberate. So, Danielle, what, what do you think between those arguments there? Oh, um, they were very solid, solid arguments. Um, I will say uh, 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 Simon brought the heat in terms of like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like uh, he, he had more cogent arguments about why he would not want to live with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta go with Simon on this one. Okay, I gotta agree. I think we gotta give that to his vitriolic hatred of Spider-Man. I think it's also that I don't, I don't hate Rogue as a character. No, you don't hate Rogue as a character. I, lo I love Rogue. I do think yeah. maybe she'd be a tough roommate. And but it's me, hard for me to really rail into a person. True. true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I, a it's, character that I love. Let me tell you something. I walked I walked in on him the other night. It's not that hard for him to rail on another person. So <laughs> maybe, come on. That's not true. I've been single for years. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, not that hard. Oh my God, I'm the worst. Um. <laughs> I will say this though. It, I mean, it was easier for me because I did just watch that movie last night. And, yeah. And then I channeled That's my true. hatred to Peter Parker from Jake Gyllenhaal. So it was very easy. Sure, I just, you, I, you had the bone dry to start with. Uh, yeah. yeah. It really we got have to stop using words like bone dry. I will I mean, not get through this podcast. I feel I like child. that would be. I feel like that would be a great enemy for a Jake Gyllenhaal superhero. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's like hot guy, and he's fighting bone dry. No, I think it has to be his sister Maggie. I think that's the only oh, one who will get true. him bone dry as his yeah. own sister. Where he's like, bone oh no, dry. I can't. Like I, I please don't. <laughs> like that's the only thing. Where it's like I, I will say like. Like, when I first moved to L.A., I mean, it's been, like, over 10 years now. But when I first moved here, you know, from, like, 
from like, you know, the, Portland, Oregon, you know, you don't see any celebrities really, you know, maybe like Modest Mouse, but like, what do they look like really? Like, I don't even know. Uh, know. Some dude in a hoodie, like everyone else. Anybody could be a Decemberist at any time. You yeah. just yeah. point at him and say, I love Anyone I love could be a, a Decemberist. Yeah, we're in, in Portland, yeah. we are constantly living. Grab in- a harp, like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you own a triangle? <laughs> yeah so when i first moved here it was like i i worked at this coffee shop in santa monica on montana avenue which is like you know the beverly hills of santa monica and i just went you know from this like 24 year old kid and you know rainy portland oregon to literally seeing jake gyllenhaal and reese witherspoon because they were dating at the time i don't know if we Remember that, and just like <laughs> celebrity gossip. Oh, time. I remember Jillerspoon. <laughs> I was a big Jillerspoon guy. That was. My <laughs> I think we need to start a new segment every week, which is Simon giving us celebrity updates from ten years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked when she was dating Ryan Phillippe, and they got married. But it's fine. I have opinions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of who else was like really famous back then that I saw. We were, like, we were holding hands, anticipating the release of Inception. It was. Very- <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you some. The Dark Knight. <laughs> Whoa, that was out. <laughs> Nobody from that movie came in, but I just wanted to- it was very popular at the time. Uh, but yeah, then I mean, so the whole story is like he goes bone dry i worked at a place where like we only made coffee one way so like we didn't do modifications or anything and so when he said that i was just like oh my god what do i do and i like turned to my coworker. i was like did you hear what he said and my my coworker's like my coworker's like uh he's like yeah just you know what just make it you know and then jake gyllenhaal like overheard that and he was like, he's like, oh, is that okay? And I like just turned to him and I was like, no. <laughs> and every, and it was like the, the place that I worked, it was like always packed. It was like always a line out the door and everyone in line started laughing at him so hard. I really thought I was going to get fired because. <laughs> no, I, I, so I did that once to one of the I used to work at a, uh, 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 it wasn't EB Games, and they later became GameStop. And back when, oh, God, I'm dating myself. Um, I still look young, and I will look young forever. Um, I was selling, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was selling uh, uh, Game Boys, like a, a version of a Game Boy. And uh, I, I believe, it wasn't Trey Parker, it was Matt Stone, came in, and he wanted to buy a Game Boy, and it was Seattle, and like people are in, in and out. But he hadn't pre-ordered one. So we did not have one for him. And so I literally, Matt Stone was trying to be like, I'm Matt Stone. Can you sell me this Game Boy? And I was like, no. (laughs) I have your t-shirt at the Hot Topic next door. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's awkward. Um, But I did get to uh, uh, sell a video game to Matthew Lillard. And uh, what? Well, and he had CID on the back of his credit card, and he gave it to me, and he uh, and I ran it, and he was like, "We well, were supposed to see my ID," and I was like, "I know who you are," and he was like, "Oh, well, I know who I am, but I didn't know if you knew who I was." And I'm like, "Wow, I've seen hackers. We're good." 
I feel like I'm so bad at this. I, the first three months I was in LA, I was like, oh, one time I was at the Grove and I was, we were playing like, oh, it's pretend celebrities. So we'd see people and be like, oh, it's Reese Witherspoon, but it's just like a blonde woman. And um, one time we were playing this game and we were like, oh, look, it's Jeff Goldblum. And it was actually Jeff Goldblum. And that was a great moment at the Grove. And you know, because he loves, man, Jeff Goldblum uh, uh, is just a lover. Uh, uh, he is one of those celebrities where it's like, you never have to feel like I can't talk to this person. He not only wants to talk to you, he might go be your roommate for a week and just hang out and yeah. see what's what. Like, he, no, 100% uh, smell your girlfriend's hair and your girlfriend will be like, hell yeah, I was cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen to you? Exactly, precisely that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's very... Yes. It's weird because that's like a general story, but also very specific too. You're like, right. yeah, was, was that at? Um, he may have been on this podcast. I will keep, <laughs> I will keep that secret, but continue watching episodes or listening to episodes of Roommates for Life and see if she crops up. <laughs> uh, the, the and I've never met him. I mean, LA is like I I met more celebrities in Seattle than I did in LA. Um, I went to, because uh, uh, a thing that I did, blah, 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 whatever. I went to the Creative Arts Emmys, which are the Emmys for people you don't know or care about. And, uh, uh, but you still get sliders. And that is the most important part. Um, if you go to the Creative Arts Emmys, they still give you sliders. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum was there and he just riffed. I love that Jeff Goldblum's going to the creative arts in these. That's oh, like, I think he goes to anything you invite him to. Yeah, that I guy, think, look, you, you can you emboss anything in gold, and I think it'll just show up. <laughs> that guy does not want to be alone with his thoughts. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, God, no. Because uh, uh, we watched the screen, because um, they, they do teleprompter, and they have a screen, and uh, it had stopped for five minutes. <laughs> But he was just still talking about how uh, uh, how great art is. Um, <laughs> oh, he loves it. They like he, shut the he, lights he, off. Everyone's like leaving. But they wouldn't because he was like, I think the most famous person that talked because it was the creative arts. I mean, no one's there. Um, so I think he was like the most famous person there. And he just talked uh, for like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, that's our bloomy. And you can go watch him do jazz literally anywhere. Yeah, he does, he does jazz down the street pretty much. Yeah, yeah right up. Yeah, he's, uh, what's that bar called? It's uh, famous. What is it? it was, Any bar. Like, no, because he, no. he does it like anywhere. He does it in Seattle. He does it everywhere. Yeah. Right at the bottom of Vermont, though. You're right. It's the, oh my gosh, I've been there so many times. What is it? It was in Swingers. It's that like famous. Oh, it's not well, the Dresden. No, not the Dresden. He's actually oh. down from, it's down like five five uh, buildings from the Dresden. Oh, it's not the Dresden. The Dresden. Oh. Marty and Elaine have a standing gig That's at the Dresden, so they're yeah. kind of there every night. But uh, Rockwell Table and Stage. The nice. Place. Okay. So here's yeah, all the like, three, I remember shout outs for Los Feliz bars. Yeah. So if we ever get to go outside again, you can go meet yeah. Jeff Goldblum and he'll, uh, hit on, and he'll hit on your girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> he will touch your girlfriend's hair. At yeah. least make her feel special well, and that she's loved and cared for. Yeah. Well, it's fine with me because it'll be a non-sexual girlfriend for me. <laughs> As a gay man, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. 
to look. I can have a girlfriend at any time. Um, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can wingman a hair sniff just as well as I can. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he'll sure. sniff one of my wigs. You could who be the girlfriend. Knows? Yeah, you could be my girlfriend, JBL. And see, uh, you could. That's how we got to play this. I think. And, he'll, and, he, and he will sniff my wig, and he'll be like, uh, why, why does that smell like plastic? And I'll be like, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. And then we'll keep the conversation going. It's just how nature works, yeah. And then uh, it starts the romance for our time. Uh, well, guys, this has been uh, great. I think we actually have to get into our final segment because wow. they tend to take a minute, and this is just blown by. Yeah. Uh, what's that talk. final segment that we it's, got in? Hey, what is this? It's called Confrontation. Confrontation. It's a confrontation. It's a confrontation quarter. You're off. You are not on I my... Think, I think it's the late... I think it's Zoom is doing it. Let me tell you something. I sounded great. You were like... I, I would say, I think the timing was off. I don't know what was going on with your pitch. I think... Uh, oh, how dare you? <laughs> I, will, I will come upstairs of this 12-bedroom uh, townhouse. <laughs> You'll let me know. Well, I'm excited. Do you have a confrontation this week, Simon? Or do you uh, want me to yes, I will. Yes, I will start my confrontation. My confrontation is celebrity-based, uh, as we were talking about it. Uh, I just remembered uh, one of my favorite stories all of all time about L.A., and that is uh, when uh, Kiefer Sutherland bought me a shot and then told me to go fuck myself. And that is at a, a notorious bar um, that no longer exists called the Smog Cutter. Uh, it was a. It was. Oh, a, you it, saw Kiefer Sutherland in there. I was there for their very last night. Literally, Were you there? Yeah, I, yeah. I closed it down I, on their last night. I, I went in there. You see everyone there. Like that was one that you did. Hmm. Yeah, I was in there on the last night, and and I walked in, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember why I stopped coming here, and then I, I like walked out immediately. It was the place. The thing about that place is it was either like dangerously uh, quiet. And just nobody in there, and it's the saddest bar in the world. Or it's packed, and there's nowhere to sit, and it's horrible. Uh, and, and I used to love that. So anyway, I go in there on a Monday night uh, <laughs> at like 6 p.m. Literally Monday night at 6 p.m., and they would sometimes like show sports games. And so I was like literally just there to like have a beer, watch the game. And this is the first thing I hear. I walk in there and I just hear somebody say, yeah, well, the thing about 24 is it's a fucking TV show. <laughs> and I turn and it's Kiefer Sutherland talking to a group of like, just like bar flies. I go, I go sit down, have a beer. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Kiefer Sutherland comes up behind me, punches me in the side, huh? just grabs my shoulder and is like, Pah! And he's like, hey, you mind if me and my girlfriend go into the ladies' bathroom? And I was like, what? I was like, you can do whatever you want. And he was like, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> and he is this close to my face. He goes into the bathroom, does what I can only assume is at least $100 worth of Coke, and comes at least. <laughs> 
Because he comes back out and just like, and you know how in the smog cutter it was like the bar is right next to the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he comes and he like gets in my face again, and he's just like, "Thank you for letting me do that." I think he thought I worked there. <laughs> the, the visual of the fact that Simon could be the most responsible looking person at the smog cutter. Yeah, that's a <laughs> thing. Therefore, like uh, management tells you everything you need to know about the smog yeah. cutter. That's it. That's it right there. Uh, and so, you know, and then he's like, he's like, really, I thank you for uh, doing that. You know, uh, I really appreciate that. Let me buy you a shot. And I was like, all right. And so he buys me and everyone else in the bar a shot. Uh, like there was, you know, seven people in there and, and he's still like this close to my face. He's telling me how handsome I am. He's like how great of a person I am. And it's very uncomfortable. Uh, you know, when somebody, you know, when somebody's done a lot of Coke and smoked a million cigarettes, how their breath smells. That's, oh God. That, that, that's how he was. And he's like right here in my face. And he's just like, Oh, you're so handsome. You know, it's so great. And for the like, listeners, just uh, for the listeners who don't know what that actually smells like, um, just uh, grab a lighter one time and just hold down the thing without sparking the spark, uh, and that's what that smells like. Just yeah. hold down the gas and and just don't spark Ooh, the spark. I could have gone for some butane at that point. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, and so I'm so uncomfortable, and I'm like, "All right, well, cheers to me being amazing." <laughs> and he goes. He immediately is so disgusted by what I just said. And he goes, go fuck yourself. And he like almost headbutts me, takes the shot, avoids me for the rest of the night, sings a million songs. It's, I, I've never gone from somebody loving to hating me so much other than my own dad. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. You listen to every episode. Love you, dad. Um, so I guess my confrontation is, how come we don't have nights like that anymore? <laughs> I missed this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm going to sage it. I let it go. You're and letting it go. Sage Kiefer, it. Kiefer, I know you listen to the podcast. Let's hang out again. So. They, they, can we get Kiefer on the podcast? We need more Kiefer. Simon's our connection. Yeah. MK, what do you got? What's, I don't have what's, anything good. I was just going to call out lavender-scented hand soap. I, uh, ooh. Truly just cannot stand the stuff. I don't know. Why? Lavender, it's, it's, I don't like scented soaps, but it's also uh, just like lavender makes my eyes burn. And I'm like, ooh, and it smells like an old lady. It smells like an old lady. And I'm like, well, I am a young, virile, 30-something-year-old man. I don't need to smell like a You're old, just a crazy kid. And I, I'm, I'm down for, I, anyway. I, but I'm just lavender scented hand soap. You're on my shit list. Is my confrontation going to Simon's? No. Uh, and I wish it was better, but I didn't have a Kiefer Sutherland story in my back pocket. <laughs> that's actually my confrontation is that I don't have a Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland story. To and that's out. Kiefer, and that's his fault. It's not your that's fault. That's his fault. That's, and I'm not letting it go. I'm not you keep living it. here. If you live here long enough, eventually you will have a Kiefer Sutherland story. <laughs> Because that guy is around and he's insane. Okay. Well, I'll 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 do my best and. Can you sage it? I'm saging it for now. Uh, it okay. may come back, but we'll see. 
Yeah, I think we'll probably we'll probably be talking about this later today. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Any confrontations? Any airing of grievances? Oh, I I uh, I think TJ's will probably be better than mine. So I um I have one which is uh, super weird and petty. So I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's no lavender scented hand soap. Is it? Uh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> this would be naming of names, and uh, 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 it would. It, it's not good. Um, but I will say that um, uh, 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 fostering a cat uh, oh. is weird. It's weird. And um, I'm happy I'm doing it, and I'm happy I'm helping, but I am getting attached. And um, the people that I'm fostering through are amazing, and I love them. This is me being petty and shitty, because uh, uh, I got through two days before I decided that this cat was my cat, which is not how fostering works. Uh, And uh, they were like, hey, we have some people coming through. Do you mind if they come into your apartment? And I was like, well, no. Because, you know, uh, COVID is happening again. But really what I meant was, like, don't fucking bring them home records into my house. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 so I am actually cussing myself out um, because I didn't I, – I, I just – I love too hard. You, you didn't build the emotional wall that – I, I, Yeah, teach. Yeah. I love gotta, big gotta, and I love hard – uh, and that stupid little cat like sleeps with me, and he's in love with me. Uh, and, and no, and I I sing "Take on Me" to him when he's cranky, Aww. and then he like curls up on my chest. And uh, uh, I am doing the job that I'm supposed to be doing. He is supposed to be with his forever home. He will be there in 20 days. Um, but I, you know, uh, I'm like a hooker that fell in love. Man, I shouldn't have kissed on the first day. Which I don't kiss my cat. I, I feel like. You got to build that emotional wall. If I want one blurb to come out of this podcast, maybe just TJ Chambers says, build that wall. Thank you, (laughs) Emotional wall. (laughs) Thank you, Teach. But yeah, so I I, I didn't, um, so I am am reading myself um, for for not building that emotional wall. Because I'm going to be really sad when this dude leaves. He loves me so much. He's like literally here right now, like waiting for me to stop talking to you. So I can talk to him again. That's pretty good confrontation. What is the kitty cat's name? Um, so when he was um, for well, and he's like a year old, but he's huge. He's like a dog cat, dude. Like he, uh, no, he is big, and and all he wants to do is like love up on you. Like he wants to play. He wants to hang out with you. Like that is his deal. Um, he's literally meowing right now because I'm not paying attention to him. Aww, um, so his, like, he, <laughs> I, yeah, he goes by either. No, that's actually just Simon trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. His name is either Luke or lucky. He goes by both. Uh, uh, <laughs> which I didn't do that. Uh, uh, he, he was called Luke when he was at the place and then he started, I, maybe stop. Um, and then I started, um, I'm so, I'm, I've been trying really hard. Um, and then uh, when he moved, he was there. And he was with, like, his um, first family for, like, a year. And he's just a sweet baby. And I am such a soft heart that I'm like, but also you could just live with me forever. Mm. It sounds like you're going to want to keep him. I can't. Someone's already, which is, is, is how fostering works. Aww. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of. Well, do you think you can? Can you forgive yourself? Can you let it go? 
or can you not? I can, go. I'll let it go. And and the next <laughs> time I foster someone, I will like keep, as Teach says, my emotional boundaries. Um, I will build that wall, as Teach says. <laughs> <laughs> build that wall. Uh, but right now I'm very much like, but, but you love me and you want me to sing aha to you all day long. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you. That's a pretty great confrontation. I'm sorry you're dealing with cat. Cat, uh, what is it, cat? What's it called when you like? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's I don't know where it's good. I don't know how to, I'm trying to segue this into getting to TJ's, and I don't know a good way to do it. <laughs> Segways so are dumb. Don't do them. <laughs> I, I will, I'll jump in. I'm going to confront, and I want to be super clear that I'm including myself in this. Yeah. But uh, for a lot of us in the comedy, especially the Twitter comedy community, I want to confront our lack of use of the search bar before we fire off our jokes. Jesus like, fucking Christ. If you saw the, the stupid people in St. Louis who brought their guns out onto the yard and you thought they looked like Pumpkin and Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction, just real quick search Pumpkin and Honey Bunny from Pulp Fiction and see yeah. if 40 other people has to already written that joke. Um, and, then, and then check on it, like, uh, or or get yours in the stream. You know, do you? I'm, I'm not yeah. here to be the police, but it's it's simple enough to check. And I think, uh, you know, if it if it pops into your head, there's a chance it popped into somebody else's head. Um, yeah. So try try the next one after that, or the next one after that. And that's also, I think, legitimately good practice. Or like yeah. what we all, you know, a lot of people are writing late night packets, and like if you see a headline and you write the first joke that comes into your head, you're gonna have the same joke in the packet as everybody else. So yeah. try to do the, the second or third or fourth one. And I'm not as funny as Teej. God, can I add? I'm sorry. I have to add them because uh, uh, stop trying to dunk on people who have no followers um, because you want to be because you want to be fucking first because you want to dunk on someone who is an easy mark because like chances are what they have like fucking what? 40 followers and their thing got with like two mentions and you want to dunk and, and you're not fucking good at it. Like, it's really, I'm sorry, you're not good at it. Uh, and I've been tweeting about this. I, I mean it. Like, it's, that's how we get, a, and I won't even say their names, but that's how we get a lot of people. Like, uh, the black girl with the fried hair, um, the, 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 the gun girl with, that, that dresses like fried chicken. Like, that's how we get that. also has very fried hair. Yeah. Who also has very fried hair? The the, the, the two the, the the two black ladies um, with terrible wigs, uh, uh, the, the the gay dude who is now poor. Yay! Um, like we, that's how we get them is because we want to dunk so goddamn badly. But like, even if you're good, all it does is wind up elevating them unless they already have power, which of course then you have to. But like, chances are, you fucking suck at it. And it's just you being like, ah, Karen, ha, ha, SpongeBob Meep. Like, you're not good. Yeah. You heard yeah. it your first game. You're not good. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Not. Like, stop <laughs> elevating <laughs> shitty people because you want to get them jokes off. Yeah. Um, and you're a hack. And that's fine. I'm a hack. We're all hacks, man. I'm not saying I'm good at this. I'm just saying you're bad at it. And it's, <laughs> and it's ruining America. <laughs> 
Danielle, you are now officially two confrontations. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm sorry. You love I will always, you give me one, I will always do two. Uh, that is a thing That's that perfect. we know on my wrestling That's podcast. I'm like the worst. I literally, as you were talking, I just got an email from Flappers University. So I don't know what. Jesus <laughs> fucking motherfucking grace. Are they still doing, uh, nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into the That's Burbank Comedy Festival. Myself. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not I doing it. I just dunked on myself with the yeah. Flappers. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if, we, if, if we need to crowdfund $500 for the application fee for an online comedy festival for you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> Thank sure you so much. I mean, $75 they still charged. I'm not doing this. They're actually, yeah, you have to pay in straight gold uh, to do that. <laughs> yes. Mail in a bar of gold. No it only counts if you already buried, like dug it up from your own backyard. Right. I can't do this with the Burbank yeah. Comedy Festival. Well, TJ, do, do you think you can... With me on, uh, that's fine. Do you think, TJ, you can forgive those poor souls that are tweeting bad tweets that I, aren't I absolutely them? can. I especially can because you know that I'm going to do it, like, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. so I need to pre-forgive because literally this is going to go out that you're going to see me. Wait a minute. Yeah. I, just, I just thought of a good one. So I guess I know where everyone's $1,200 stimulus checks went. Fireworks, right? <laughs> I, got, I, I got one. I got one. Uh oh, more like Commander in Orange. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Why do the people who don't want to wear masks not want to wear masks? They should realize they're ugly anyway. Oh, <laughs> that one. That one, even if Every it's not original, did make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also a great point, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, so this has been so much fun. Thank you for uh, stepping on to our little podcast here, Danielle. What do you want to let folks know where people can find you, and also tell us all about your podcast, where folks can check out your podcast. Oh, uh, if you only do this if you like wrestling. If you don't, this does not matter to you at all. Um, my mom tries to listen to it and it's like well baby i don't know what you're talking about but i like that you're talking and it's like yeah, oh, i can't i know but i can't explain randy orton to her um so i have a wrestling podcast on max fun um that uh new episodes come out every saturday uh if you like the honest trailers on screen junkies i'm one of the writer for those i also do some hosting for them but also like i i, yeah, I am one of the writers on the great debate which is uh, a thing that i am very blessed and, and honored to be on um and then i also do some roboting so yay nice awesome. our, our lady our lady of robots, lady of robots. Uh, danielle radford yeah be sure to check out um the Great Debate on Sci-Fi. What night is it on? It is on Thursdays at eleven. Um, and you and and they also like look they they upload uh, extended uh, extended uh, uh, arguments and features. So uh, you can find it. Like go check out the YouTube channel. Go check out uh, Sci-Fi the website. Check out their. Uh, their Twitter because um, they upload uh, extended arguments where you just get to see funny people begin more funny, which is great. That's great. I love it. And TJ, what about you? Where can folks find you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm at TJ Chambers LA on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And, and Simon, your show's on USA, correct? Yeah. So we're, 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 we're brothers. USA Sci-Fi, our, right, yeah. our NBC Universal. Uh, I'm at NBC Universal. Damn. And yeah. I'm also yeah. on a show uh, <laughs> on my OnlyFans. No, I don't have one. <laughs> 
As soon as NBC uh, Universal buys your OnlyFans, then that, we're all going to be corporate. Yeah. You are the only one here without a TV show. I am not at all jealous. <laughs> Literally just happened. It can end at any time. I, uh, look, I will be back to temping in like three, in like two years. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, I'm okay. It's, uh, anyway, TJ. TJ Chambers LA on all the social medias. Also, the showrunner. Uh, of the great debate, so be sure to check that out. Sci-fi Thursday nights at eleven, and yeah, anything yeah. else, TJ? You want to? Uh, we're going to be seeing what happens kind of down the line with uh, what we also do. I, I do with sci-fi is a lot of live Comic Con coverage, oh, cool, and that type of stuff. So uh, as the world hopefully turns into a little bit more of the world, let's see what happens in the fall with maybe more great debate with some New York Comic Con stuff. Um, and, and if you're, you know, if you're in the nerdly world and the comedy world, hopefully we'll have some more stuff coming up for you. Hell yeah. That's awesome. And Simon, what about you? Where can folks find you? Oh, come on. Who gives a shit? But you can find me at (laughs) 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 on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, uh, every Thursdays at 8 PM, uh, catch me on cannonball as the sideline reporter, uh, with your host, uh, Mike, the Miz Mizanin. And Roxy Diaz, both great talents. It's, it's literally just uh, people falling into water really hard. And it's and wait, it's like the Miz Miz? Yeah, he's the host. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, sh- okay. Well, so the, the first premiere, I mean, once this comes out, the show will are- So it's basically uh, starting July 9th, every Thursday on USA. And pretty exciting uh, also because, you know, people, uh, they ran out of stuff to make. So uh, if you can't watch it on USA Thursdays at 8, they are going to re-air it on NBC on Sunday's uh, time to be determined. Wow. And then you, yeah, you can stream it on Hulu and all that got stuff. The, got and, the if like, yeah. and if you like, yeah. And if you like, if you like wrestling, then this is a wrestler. He is a wrestler. He's a <laughs> wrestler. And when I watched it, I was like, wow, the Miz is really handsome. And yeah. That's all he, I do. That's I've all. Seen, that I saw him in person at a Target once. I didn't say anything to him because he flips houses, but I was definitely like, I'm going to hide in the other aisle because this is too (laughs) handsome for me. I didn't want to go say hi. He's a handsome guy. I told him that every day. He would say, (laughs) get out of my trailer. Simon, I worked with you and he would tell me I was handsome every day. Like, that's Uh, not necessarily, that's just who you are. Simon likes hanging out under the trailer, under the business trailer. He's like, can we be friends yet, sir? Uh, MK, what about you're also in a goddamn show called Inside Jokes on Amazon Prime? That's true. It's uh, yeah, it's, you can check it out. Who else is in that? Oh, that's right. Simon Gibson's also in that. This has been a very pluggy show. I feel like this has been our most LA talk about celebrities <laughs> pop culture episode yet. I don't think we talked one thing about roommates. No, I blame me. <laughs> I love it. Frankly, I enjoy, I'm enjoying it, but you can check me out on Instagram at MK Paulson. We do have a Patreon for this podcast. Uh, subscribe there. We got extra bonus content coming out on the rig. And yeah, I think that's about it. Simon. MK. You know, I love you. I, I love you too. And TJ, Danielle, we love you guys. I love you. Normalize telling your friends you love them. That's yes, right. we've been doing it. Since day one. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye.